Hello everyone, this is Venerable Tikwang Tree for Dharma On Demand on Dharma Tree. Welcome back and thank you for joining me on another episode of Dharma on Demand. And so today we'll be continuing our discussion on the Four Noble Truths. And we are on the third noble truth, which is the cessation of suffering. So the whole aim of Buddhist teaching is to develop a reflective mind in order to let go of our delusions, right? Our delusions, our ignorances, greed and anger, all these are the causes of our suffering, which we discuss on the second noble truth but the four noble truths is a teaching about letting go right it's about investigating contemplating why is it like this why is it this way so as we reflect and as we see suffering um, and we see the nature of desire and we recognize that attachment to desire is suffering then we have the inside of allowing desire to let go and the realization of non-suffering the cessation of suffering so these insights can only come through reflection, right? They can't come through belief because we can read and understand and accept all that we want. And we know, right, logically, um, that suffering is capable of being eradicated. So, but it's one thing to just know that. It's another thing to actually apply it and do something with it um, in your life, right? So when we understand that everything external is impermanent and therefore the happiness it brings to us is also impermanent, then we can begin to release our attachments to those desires for life and focus on the one and only thing that we can control, which is ourselves. So this doesn't mean we can't have desires and aspirations to succeed in life, right? Or to set life goals. That's not, that's, you know, that's not caring about anything is simply the pendulum swinging in the other direction, right? It's pushing instead of pulling. So it isn't about not caring from a place of apathy, but it's about allowing um, from a place of acceptance, right? So there are really two steps to accepting our, uh, our reality as it is. And the first is to stop arguing with it. So whenever we think, I can't believe she did this or she did that, right? He shouldn't have done this or done that or I don't understand why, right? Whenever we're thinking like this or wanting things or people to be different or have any, you know, negative reaction to anything that has already happened, that's arguing with the reality. It's not accepting reality and that's how we suffer. So we can put a stop to the fight by approaching life with compassion and understanding. And compassion here means seeing and recognizing their suffering. If we can shift the lens from how others have wronged or hurt us to how they are also hurting and suffering, then we can move from arguing, arguing to understanding and accepting. And the second step is to see reality for what it is, right? There's this concept of disenchantment, which means seeing things from what they are instead of being misled or enchanted by them. 
it's referring to all the assumptions we make once reality arrives, right? It's all the meaning we place on things. So for example, your significant other, you know, forgets your anniversary and you question their love or their commitment to your relationship, right? Your boss is late to meeting with you and all of a sudden they must not respect your time, right? This is just another form of attachment. We assign meaning to and conclusions um, and predictions about uh, about the future to almost everything we encounter and do in the present. So as we suffer and or and and we suffer for it because we suffer because we are being um, misled in a negative direction or because we allow it to give way to a new desire for us to attach to. Right. So the other side of those examples is your boss applauds you for your great work. And so now all of a sudden you must be getting a promotion. Right. Or your kid shows interest in sciences and you already start daydreaming and planning their future to 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 go to med school. So reality then catches up to those desires. And when it doesn't match up, then we wish it different and then we suffer because of it. So we are constantly analyzing situations and people and attaching meaning to them. But when we do that, we are only seeing things from our perspective, a perspective that is skewed from our past experiences and habitual thought patterns that we have. So practicing compassion understanding helps us recognize that other perspectives exist, right? Therefore, fostering connection and loosening our grip on how we see the world, right? We need to just bear witness to life instead of constantly analyzing and judging it. There are countless perceptions for any one situation. Some may align with us, right, with our own perceptions, but most will differ. So if perceptions, if we believe perception is reality and there are countless perceptions, then what is real? What is the truth? So the only reality is that something or someone exists and that something happened. And the only truth is that you are aware of it, that you are witnessing it, right? So anything beyond that involves individual analysis and subjective attachment to to meaning. So to end suffering, we must open up our minds. When we recognize this and our minds come uh, become more open and, res- and, and res- receptive, right? We are no longer attached to what things mean and how th- uh, we think life should be, right? It's only when we release our attachments and let go of our desires that we become um, open and accepting. And when we are open, then there's no more friction with reality, right? There is only acceptance. So as we go through life, instead of trying to control it and fight it, practice just witnessing it, right? Bearing witness to it. Watch it. Allow it. Accept it. That is the beginning of the end of suffering, right? We can put an end to our suffering just by realizing that our suffering is not worth suffering for. So the third noble truth in my own opinion, is basically trying to say, hey, you're suffering. This is why you're suffering. Now, accept that there's a way to end and release that suffering, right? And that's the third noble truth is helping us recognize and realize and come to 
the conclusion that our suffering is you know made up it's 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 false suffering for something that makes no sense that it's impermanent right so the third noble truth helps us recognize and realize and accept that right so then we get to the fourth noble truth which is the way out of suffering right which is the eightfold path the eightfold path is our basically road to the eradication of suffering so the third noble truth is fairly simple and short really for the most part because it's really just trying to help us recognize that our suffering is unnecessary that there's a way out and a release to that suffering there's a release to the grip that desire has over us and once we come to that realization and accept that that is possible then we can apply the fourth noble truth which is the eightfold path to our practice, to our life. That way we can start to see things more clearly. We can accept reality for what it is and how it is and stop applying and putting um, false uh, perceptions on things, right? Because we do that all the time. We make up stories in our mind for other things that we are not part of all the time. And then we, and then the more we do that, the more our mind starts to mold um, around these false perceptions and the next time we see something similar we automatically bring up that that uh, that uh, sense of false perception that we created previously right for instance every time we see an accident on the road right we typically slow down people start rubbernecking and so they start to you know wonder what happened who was involved how it happened who caused it Right, we start to make up all these stories for other people in our mind, and we believe that those stories are true. Right, so if we see the accident, and there's a man and woman involved, if you know you're a crazy person <laughs> or something, we're going to assume that the woman caused it. Right, because people have this stupid belief that women are bad drivers, and so when they see a woman involved. Most people, not most people, but some people would assume that the woman caused the accident, right? And so every time you see a woman driver, you're always hesitant to be around them, or maybe you don't like them to be the driver, and because we we have this false assumption that women create accidents, right? Which is obviously not true, but you know that's the type of um, false perception that we apply or we create on certain things. And so, you know, it's the same thing with anything else. If we're meditating, for instance, right, and we hear a noise, maybe a door open, maybe a a dog barking or a car door slamming, we create stories for what we think those noises are, who they're coming from or where they're coming from, right? And so if we hear a door open and close, for instance, while we're meditating, we're going to we have the potential to be distracted and create ideas of who's who's at the door, who's opening the door, who's closing the door, who's making this noise, right? We're adding all these um, storylines to something that was just simply a sound, right? And so that's one of the reasons why we apply labeling in meditation so that we can quickly label distractions before we start creating those stories those false stories 
And so that's really one of the aspects of what the Third Noble Truth is trying to uh, portray and, and teach us is that accept reality as it is, right? If you hear a sound, accept it as just sound because that is reality. Your false storytelling that you're making up in your mind is not reality, right? This is you arguing, arguing with what um, reality is. You're making up something that is not false. Oh, I'm sorry, that is not true. And so labeling becomes a very important and um, beneficial practice. And you can even take that labeling outside of meditation and use it for pretty much anything else. If you see an accident on the road while you're driving, simply label accident, right? Or distress or, you know, whatever else that may arise. Um, And you take that anywhere else and you use that label to pretty much do anything, right? Even when you're eating, right? As we discussed in the second noble truth, sometimes if we're eating something delicious, we want more of it, right? We have this, we rise this idea of, oh goodness, this is really good. I want more of it, right? And so instead of playing that song in our mind, we can simply label as pleasurable or delicious and leave it as is, right? Because if we add more to it, then we're just adding more to our desire to want more, right? So hopefully that made sense. Um, That's my take on the third noble truth. So we are more than halfway through these truths now. So I hope that this has become beneficial or is beneficial for you. That way you can take this teaching and apply it to when you contemplate or meditate on the third noble truth. Again, the contemplation that we should be using when we meditate on the third noble truth is why is it like this? Why is it this way? Right? This is part of the why meditation that I teach to students when they're trying to, you know, uh, figure out why they feel certain ways about someone or something is to constantly ask yourself, why? Why do I feel like this? Why do I... Um, want this or don't want this? Where are these feelings coming from? Where are these desires coming from? Right? So you're constantly asking yourself why, why, why until you get to the core reason of that whyness, <laughs> right? Until you get to the core ultimate truth of why you feel or want or whatever it may be for something. That way, when you get to the core reasoning, now you have something tangible. Now you have something that you can work with and use. Because if you come to the realization that you feel a certain way about something or someone because of a certain person, right? They are the cause of your suffering. They are the cause of your distress, of your discomfort, or whatever it may be. Now that you know that it's a specific person, now you can do something about it, right? Maybe you have to distance yourself from them. Maybe you have to unfriend them. Maybe you have to change the type of relationship you have with them. or you know, let them go all, um, or let them go, right? So there's different, different, uh, things you can do, um, once you get to that core reason to help alleviate that suffering. And once it's alleviated, once it's eradicated, it's no longer an object or a distraction, um, or a hindrance that arises during meditation and during your everyday life. So I hope that made sense. 
um, please continue to uh, study and practice and meditate on the Four Noble Truths and on the Third Noble Truth. And I hope to have everyone join me for our next podcast. Thank you. Namo Shakyamuni Buddha.